nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a Golf Passport cardholder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Suchere. Commencing the large logic segment number one. I haven't had a chance to uh, listen to any weather forecast. What happened in that big storm we were supposed to get? That's still coming? Or? It's still coming, but uh, the metro area... And north of the metro area is not going to get as hard hit as the uh, southern metro. It's 40 degrees. Scramble Friday. Now, right now, it looks like that would be uh, rain and not snow if it's at 40. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers is being honored with a forever stamp. I saw that. I'm going to get some. I'm sure you are. Oh, a couple sheets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still working off some winter-themed stamps that I have. Hockey players and uh, mm. little... Uh, Snowflakes. Stuff like that. Okay, yeah. 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 Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. The U.S. Postal Service is releasing a stamp featuring Fred Rogers. Uh, the Forever stamp goes on sale today. It pictures Rogers in his trademark cardigan along with King Friday, a puppet character from the show's neighborhood of make-believe. I remember King Friday. I don't. Postal officials are holding a dedication ceremony at the Pittsburgh studio where Rogers filmed his beloved PBS show, which aired between 1968 and 2001. He died young, didn't he? He died in 2003 at the age of 74. 74 is way too young. Among those planning, you you still anticipate me as being mayor then? Oh, yeah, 100%. Among those planning to attend the ceremony are Rogers' widow and David Newell, who played Mr. McFeely. The delivery man. Uh, Speedy delivery. Was it? Yep. Where's Reavers? Oh, Uh, I know where he is. He's in Florida. Yeah. He's uh, sunning himself. He's joining the ranks of other people I know in Florida who love to send texts complaining about how warm they are. Yeah, he's too hot, he said, down here. He's at the ball game, isn't he? Yeah. Twins are playing... uh, And this is how... Twins are playing Houston. At... at, uh, at Hammond. Yeah. Um, but here's how dumb he is. All he's going to do is go around and look at ballparks with his wife. He's going to a bunch of, I said, go to the beach. Does she enjoy that? She must. Well, she's probably just happy to be in some sun, but I said, go to the, go to Marco Island and shell one morning. Uh, Don't don't they have any plans to go to the beach? I don't think so. Cause that's, cause I was really ripping them. Yeah, me too. I was saying, Hey, come on, let's go. Uh, big basketball weekend. Yep. My Loyolas have made the grade eight. I watched the entire game. One by They won the first game by two points and their next two by one point. Sister did it again. Mm-hmm. Your alma mater made it to the 4A title game. 
I'm pleased with that. To play Apple Valley? Apple Valley. Mm-hmm. Apple Valley beat Lakeville. The Wild, after an, a very strange schedule that had them off all week, don't even play again until tomorrow mm-hmm. when they host, don't tell me. Okay, I know there's a, it's it's a, a home game. match. Nashville, right? Yeah, Nashville. And they have uh, Boston on Sunday. The Timberwolves are at uh, New York tonight. And Nashville is hotter than a pistol. Okay. May I leave the brand now? Yeah, well, let's cool off Nashville tomorrow, Wild, okay? Collection of ocean garbage, now twice the size of Texas. The Great Pacific Garbage Patch is getting greater. It's twice the size of Texas. It's a floating mass up to 16 times larger than previously thought, carrying about 79,000 metric tons of plastic and said scientists who performed an aerial survey. I'm not going to give that... uh, We don't know that? I'm not going to give that a we don't know that. I'm... uh, I'm opposed to there being a Pacific garbage patch. All right. Uh, I think right. You're, I think that's a bipartisan. It's just... I, have a, I have some questions. The discovery published in the journal Scientific Reports reveals <clears throat> that this plastic blight in the ocean Pacific is still growing. Uh, the Great uh, Pacific Garbage Patch, or GPGP, is an accumulation of plastic products that is collected in the Pacific Ocean between California and Hawaii. Much of it is hidden partly because some of the plastic is broken down into smaller bits over time. Uh, it is not, as its name suggests, an island. It's quite frightening because we are so far from any mainland or island, said lead author Laurent LeBreton, an oceanographer with the Ocean Cleanup Foundation based in the Netherlands. Uh, the GPGP is just one of many large garbage patches in the ocean, seeded and fed by humans, manufacturing and quickly discarding plastic products. Plastics are meant to last, and that's great for carrying your groceries in thin bags, but not so great when those plastics end up in the guts of sea turtles or strangled birds. And I'm on board with that. I'm not poo-pooing this. You're anti. Okay. Uh, Researchers have tried to get a handle on how big the problem is. Okay, let me cut to the chase here. Uh... They conducted aerial surveys while also sending boats to sample the debris and bring it back to shore for analysis. The researchers split the plastic into four size categories, microplastic, mesoplastic, macroplastic, and megaplastic. Uh, Previous accounts of the debris have focused on the amount of microplastics in the Great Pacific. Uh, 50 plastic items had readable production dates, one from 1977, 7 from the 1980s, 17 from the 90s, 24 from the 2000s, and 1 from 2010. Uh, Some 386 pieces. This is just some of the stuff they brought back to shore to examine. Okay. Some 386 pieces had words from nine different languages. A third were in Japanese and a third were in Chinese. Okay. I love raspberries. So I go to the store and I buy the plastic package of raspberries. And then I dutifully put the plastic in the recycling bag. I, I, I don't take my plastic raspberry packages and save them and then drive to Florida or California and throw them in the ocean. Now, I know I'm, I'm uh, trivializing a, a, a serious problem. Okay. But I don't... What, what can I do? 
I'm pro fish. I'm pro birds. I'm pro turtles. I think it's uh, uh, I think it's obscene that there's a. I suppose you know you could go down this road too. Well, you know what? A garbage patch in the ocean the size of Texas is a, a, a gnat on the hide of an elephant. But I'm not going to go that route because I think this is dreadful. But you were on uh, the phone. You didn't hear what I said. When I get a pack of raspberries in a plastic container at the store, yeah. I don't take the, I don't save it so the next time I go to Florida, I throw it in the ocean. I recycle it. Right. I think you're doing your part. What am I supposed to do? Okay, but it, what you cited in your story... Uh, Chinese, Japanese, maybe the Chinese and Japanese aren't doing their part for recycling. I got I got to think the Japanese uh, are ahead of the curve on recycling. I doubt if China is. Uh, India, I doubt. Indonesia, but, I doubt. But that that would be you know, they're making you know, what by the yard furniture is made out of recycled milk bottles or whatever it is. And I make sure that they're getting mine. Right. I don't throw mine away either. I've got a huge recycling bin that was uh, half full today when it was picked up. I rarely, rarely take a plastic bag at a store. Uh, in fact, oh, if- wait, no, wait, you, you can't, you can't qualify. You're, you don't, you don't shop. Oh, You'll yeah. go in there for a bag of carrots. No, but I, I, I went in the other day. I had to get something, and uh, I was offered a bag. And you and just she said, said paper or plastic. I said uh, paper because I, had a, I, I made going to the store part of my walk, and I, I, needed, I needed to carry the items I had to purchase. I was under instruction uh, to go to the store and pick up whatnot. So I, you I walked had, that far? Huh? You walked that far? No, this I this You went I, to a different grocery store. Yeah, okay. Yeah. My point is I would like to think that none of that plastic in the Pacific Ocean is mine. I, I would think it's safe to say because everything it's safe to say that because when Eureka picks up your recycling or Highland Sand or whoever it is. I trust that they're taking it to a recycler. Yes. And they're gonna turn my plastic raspberry container and the plastic milk jug and, and what else is in there that's plastic. I trust that they're turning that into patio furniture. Right. 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 I hope. Well, I just wanted to get that off my chest. Uh, I think GLers of course are uh, instinctively and innately conservationists and none of us would consciously want to, uh, to spoil the ocean by walking down to the edge of the sea and tossing plastic into it. I don't know where it's coming from. I, I, I don't know where it's coming from. My, my guess would be the majority of it is not coming from the United States. Uh, we can say what we want about the closer you get to the tallest buildings, the more left you're going to find the politics, but among those are, uh, uh, you know, wise counsels to recycle, which I buy wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's hard not to. It it, it goes without saying. The so-called liberal that I live with is wouldn't recycle if I wasn't doing it. <laughs> so there you have it. I would like to think that that's... I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I feel sad about it. I feel that's terrible. I don't w- wish anything to come to harm to the animals, right. the fish and the birds and the turtles. But uh, you know what? That ain't my... That ain't my... Yeah, yeah right. I know. I, I, got it. All the time. I got it. I got it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. Rock. Don't tell me. Yes, I love the guy, uh, the sesame guy who lived in the trash can. Is it Oscar? Yes. Oscar the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch. He's got an old pair of sneakers. It's awful. Holes and the I didn't know people were going to weigh in on this. I was ready to move on. We got a Blitzkrieg going. What's the line one's name? Uh, that is Neil. Hi, Neil. It's a beautiful day in there. Oh, wait, wait. I was just watching Mr. Rogers on YouTube there. All right. Um, isn't this a case for the United Nations and all the tree huggers and the Democratic Party and the globalist environmentalists that say they want to do something about the problem? I mean, it's got to be Trump's fault why this plastic's out there. But um, why don't they just take a bunch of barges, load this stuff up with a big crane, and dump it on the shores of the countries that put it there? Just shipwreck that barge like the SS Minnow and leave it there. <laughs> Neil, thank you. You bet. Uh, Rads. Joseph. Yes. Have you ever followed a garbage truck down the road, down the highway? Sure. Sure. And Why am I getting an echo when I'm talking to Rads? What's up, Lou Gehrig? Rads. Let me try this again. How's that? Better. Okay. As you follow a garbage truck down the freeway, it's leaving a snowstorm of trash that's escaping at those gaps around the blade. Yeah. Where they crush packages of trash and the bust the bags open. If you get a go along the freeways and you look at the uh grassy areas. All right, let's cut to the chase. What you're suggesting is that this debris in the oceans is wind blown. Well yes, but it would be from the communities that are along the ocean. Yeah, it'd be tough for, it'd be tough for a plastic bag in Saint Paul to blow into the Gulf of Mexico. Absolutely. Yeah. But right. If you can see it along the edges of our freeway, yeah. imagine if you're along the edges of the, of the coast. All that stuff blows in. And right. we are fairly clean in this country compared yeah. to third world countries where they're just it's just blowing out of their neighborhoods. So. All right. Thank you. Quentin. Hail to the Boathouse Hermit. Hail you. Uh, I'm gonna, I've renamed you the Boathouse Hermit because that's where you'll end up someday. I think so. Um no, uh, uh, there's a, it's a multiple of things. And, and by the way, you know, I, every week I have about three times as much recyclable as I do trash, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. It's not necessarily us here, but, but also it's the ships on the ocean. Right. Imagine that you're out there in the middle of nowhere. How much do you want to save all your trash for two months while you're, you know, running around? Uh, you know, you, you've just put a long shift in for the day, and you have a bottle of water, and you drink the thing down, you toss it off the back. I, I would not uh, do that. No, but they do, yeah. right, because they don't care. It's not their problem. In other words, you, you, you might drop a bottle in, in, uh, 20 miles from, but it ends up in the storm sewer, and it, and it ends up down in the ocean eventually. All right, thank but, you. But there's a, there's a lot of that going on. But the third thing, and, and the most important thing, is as as a as a nation, what they what what the what the the leftists want is say that we have to reduce the total amount of plastic being produced. So the percentage that it's coming from those people will now be reduced uh, uh, exponentially because of the less amount of plastic available as a whole. I don't think I don't think it's necessary to assign leftism to the desire to not have a garbage patch in the ocean. No, but there's the blame aspect. It's it's not about it's not it's the reality of 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 what how it happens and why it happens and who's to blame for it versus yeah. the reality of the solution and the and the uh, so. Thank you, Kelly. Hey Joe. Hi. Uh, 
every time I go to Atlantic Beach down here in North Carolina, you'd be surprised the amount of trash that people leave right on the beach. That's terrible. Even, even though they're 20 feet, 30 feet from a garbage can, they'll leave their plastic grocery bag full of trash right on the beach. I think that's dreadful. And you are in North Carolina. Yes, I am. Yeah. Thanks, Kelly. Yep. One more on this. Okay. I got a plate full today. I, I just... I love the food reference. Thank you. I... I think you made that reference specifically for me, so I would remain attentive. I assign no political ideology to the cure for this. Okay. Uh, uh, But, you know, I became a huge fan of Richard Attenborough's uh, Blue Planet series on the BBC. How have I missed that still? Oh, my God. I can't believe I've missed that. I've got to force myself to remember to watch it. And and the the problems of whales you know getting trapped in plastic cannot be exaggerated yeah. I don't, this has nothing to do with being a euphorian joel richard attenborough or david attenborough what did i say you said richard i think it's is it david it's david yeah, yeah it's david, david. i missed that I'm sorry thing. you know what i don't know i haven't watched it but if i was going to watch it i'd only watch it if david was done. <laughs> so uh, and I apologize for my voice. I got a bad cold. Anyway, I, I've I've been looking for years, and I realized that part of the article you read just said that a lot of this stuff is, you know, invisible. Right. Uh, it's under the surface. But I have looked for years. I have Yahoo'd. I've Googled. I've used Google Earth. I've tried to find other images of a plastic mass that is as big as Texas. And not only could I not find one in any image at all. That was the size of Rhode Island. I can't find one that's bigger than the size of the KSTP parking lot. Well, look between Hawaii and California. Well, that's where I've concentrated it. But then I then I thought, well, you know, I went fishing one time in Puerto Rico, and all I caught was plastic bags. Really? And so I started looking in, you know, in the South Atlantic and so on and so forth. I can't find one anywhere. Not in the Indian Ocean. Not in the not in the Dead Sea. All right. Nowhere. All, All right. right. Thank you. Uh, is John Height ready? Uh, he is. Please. Right, we're going to move on. Let's take from, our break. Uh, we're going to move you on. You've got a lot to get to. You have a lot on your I buffet I, plate. I thought I did. Yeah. At Council. I thought about changing it too, and I said to Johnny, "You know what? This 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 is okay." I have there's here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. Partly cloudy and forty degrees. Almost walked it right up, didn't I? Yeah, did. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Boys State Basketball Tournament action today. We have the semifinals going on in Class A and Class 2A. The 2A games are tonight. Uh, so far, only one game underway. Uh, in that one, in Class A, Russell Tyler Ruthton leads Mayor Lutheran 34-19. There's about 12 minutes left. In have we ever figured game. out what North Woods is? Uh, yes, I looked it up yesterday Thank after you. Patrick asked. Uh, it is in Cook, Minnesota. Way St. up there. St. Louis County. Yep. Yes. Is it is it a single school? or a, Yes, it's a, right. a single school. Northwoods High School. Correct. Uh, okay, I like Correct. that. That's a good name for that. wonder what their team name is. The Trees, the Barkers. <laughs> the Lumberjacks. <laughs> that I don't know. I'm going to look right now. All right. News. 
Timberwolves finally back at it tonight. They're uh, in New York to play the Knicks. Tomorrow night, they stay on the East Coast to play the 76ers. Uh, both they and the Wild have had a considerable bit of time off this week. The Wild not back at it until tomorrow night at the Excel Energy Center against Nashville. Just don't understand that schedule. Yeah, very strange. Home of the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Okay, yeah. another. Northwoods that, Grizzlies. Right, it works. Uh, Twins playing the Astros this afternoon. It's one zip Houston in the fifth inning. And Reavers can be there and, and have his angst. We don't have to hear it here. That's correct. Right. Yes. I'm sure there's some type of drama at each sure there ballpark that he will find. Yeah. And if what he, is this outrageousness? If it gets too bad, he will probably text us, let us know about well, it. Well, he's already so. texted once and said, yeah. it's too hot. Too hot. Yeah. we got to put an end to that because, yeah. you know what? I You know what I did? I didn't respond. I didn't either. Can we actually. block him? Yeah, yeah, I don't know how you block a text. I'll find out from Kenny when he comes in. Yeah, I'm knows. sure Kenny's already blocked Reavers. <laughs> News notes from today. A missing Painesville couple has been found dead and their grandson's been arrested. A release from the Stearns County Sheriff's Department early this morning reported investigators found the bodies of two elderly adults inside a car on a rural Candy Ohio County road about 10 after 5 last night. The bodies discovered inside a 2011 Toyota Prius, the vehicle that had been included in a Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension crime alert that was sent out earlier. They were trying to find 93-year-old Wilbert Scheel and 80-year-old Gloria Scheel. Their bodies have been sent to the Midwest Medical Examiner's Office to be autopsied and positively identified. Authorities say family members reported the two missing on Wednesday after they didn't show up for a dinner engagement. They were last seen in Painesville. Authorities say their grandson, 30-year-old Gregory Scheel, did not show up for work that same evening. Just before 9.15 last night, the Candy, Ohio County Sheriff's Department found and arrested Gregory Scheel south of Ware. The Prius was located. Two men hospitalized after an armed home invasion occurred in Brooklyn Park just after midnight today. Authorities said the incident happened on the 8,000 block of Brunswick Avenue. Police called to the scene on a report of three masked men carrying guns entering a home. When they got there, police found an adult male victim with a gunshot wound considered not life-threatening and another adult male victim with a head injury. Authorities say the suspects fled prior to the arrival of the police, have not yet been found. Authorities added seven adults and two children were in the home at the time of the alleged Jeez. robbery. Preliminary investigation suggested the motive for home invasion was robbery, according to authorities. They're continuing to investigate. Hours after threatening a veto that would have triggered a government shutdown, President Trump signed a major spending bill. After all, today, in order to preserve increases in defense spending, while criticizing the plan's relative lack of funding for a border wall and failure to address an immigration program for children, the president described the military increases as essential to national security. Trump had stunned his advisors with his tweet that said he was thinking about a veto. In the tweet, Trump cited lack of funding for the proposed wall as well as the failure to address a program for children whose parents brought them into the country illegally. That veto threat brought an avalanche of tweets from members of Congress, both Democrat and Republican, who thought they had an agreement the president had agreed upon earlier this week. He just texted again. Uh-oh, what did he say? Holding now? up a beer, saying the first three were okay, but this one is ice cold. Okay. Oh, we have to put a stop about. to this. Yeah. We have to put a stop to this. I didn't mean this. Trump. I thought you meant Trump. No, no. no. <laughs> he did, did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to find a way. Or maybe to... you're referring to his extracurriculars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sent him a terse message back. <laughs> Very terse. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm-hmm. To the point? Oh, I think like, so. Like, would you kindly refrain from uh, like uh, doing this again? Something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Last week, White House spokesperson Sarah Sanders tweeted and said the president had absolutely no intention of replacing H.R. McMaster as national security advisor, said they were getting along great. He had no intention to until he had an intention to. Yeah. Yeah. Last night, President Trump replaced McMaster with John Bolton. Which reassures me to some degree, because Bolton's an anti-Russia guy. Yeah. Bolton uh, considered a foreign policy hawk, but says what he said in the past shouldn't matter now. He told Fox News that his past comments are, quote, behind me. What matters now only is what the president says. A French policeman who was shot by a gunman today after swapping himself for a hostage in a siege at a supermarket in the town of Trebs is being praised as a hero. A policeman among a group of officers who rushed to the scene after the attacker, who claimed allegiance to ISIS, stormed the store and fired on shoppers and staff before taking them hostage. The suspect, identified as 26-year-old Rodain Ladkim, shot dead two people at the supermarket after earlier opening fire on passengers in a car, killing one of them and injuring a police officer in nearby Carcassonne. French President Emmanuel Macron said everything leads us to believe it's a terror attack. He was known as a petty criminal to police but had no previous known ties to terrorism. Over the course of his rampage, Lakdim killed three people, injured at least three others. The injured included the driver of the hijacked car as well as that police officer who was shot and wounded. Elon Musk is the latest to jump on the delete Facebook bandwagon. In response to being asked on Twitter to delete SpaceX's Facebook page, Musk replied, I didn't realize there will one. Will do. He then deleted SpaceX's page as well. I didn't as, realize there will one? There was one. Oh. I'm sorry. Did I say will? Yeah. I didn't realize there was one. You went clem on me there. Yeah. I, I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. He then deleted SpaceX. You either went clem or Snoop Dogg. Spacious X. Spacious X. <laughs> he then deleted SpaceX's page as well as Tesla's. The hashtag delete Facebook comes on the heels of news that data consultancy Cambridge Analytica gained access to millions of Facebook users' data and created various political ads. U.S. House Committee today invited Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg to testify about Facebook's policies surrounding its users' data. Facebook did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Comedian and producer Byron Allen has acquired the Weather Channel TV network. As he I never heard of this guy. Uh, have you seen him? No. You'd know him if you saw him, I think. I'd looked at his picture. I've never I've never seen him before. He was a very minor actor uh, in the late 80s. Where did he get $300 million? Uh, he's got his own entertainment group. Wow. And he used to host uh, various, various uh, very small shows. Show wonder say. why he wants to own the Weather Channel. Uh, he's well. He said, "Here, let me let me read you this." I'm, I am interrupting something fierce, almost Patrick-like. Yeah. <laughs> why I, Byron Allen? What's going on? <laughs> Allen's Entertainment Studios Inc. bought the network from Blackstone Group, Bain Capital, and Comcast, according to a statement. The price about three hundred million dollars. The deal includes the cable TV network, but not online assets like the website weather.com and related mobile apps. They're owned by the International Business Machines Corp. In an interview on a day in which rain and snow blanketed much of the U.S., Allen said he was attracted to the reach and familiarity of the brand and pointed to the weather of the day. said, snowstorms, rain, mudslides, our lives and our family's safety depends on all this info. When a big storm happens, it's the Super Bowl of weather. As many as 30 million people watching it at any one time. Allen's company produces and syndicates TV shows and has released movies like last year's thriller 47 Meters Down. It also owns Comedy.tv and Cars.tv, which are distributed online and through pay TV providers. Wow. Jonathan Uhas is coming up with the uh, 
We get in a storm, John? Do you have anything in your news about uh, the storm? It's, it's some parts of the Metro may, but it doesn't look like the Metro will get hit as hard as the south and west. Hey, 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 you don't have so. the seal. Let's talk oh, to somebody with the seal, okay? We got a seal. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Here's Jonathan Juhasz in the Channel 5 Weather Center. Okay, thanks, Joe. Uh, this is going to be a miss for the Twin Cities. We are about 97% confident now that we'll only see an inch of snow in the Twin Cities, while Mankato and Hutchinson could see between 6 and 10 inches of snow. That, really? That sharp of a line. And you know why? If you walk outside right now, you'll notice this really brisk easterly wind. That wind is coming off of a polar high that's situated 1,000 miles northeast of here, and it's blowing dry air into Minnesota, so it's taking the storm system and shoving it to the southeast. So if you didn't have that high up in uh, eastern Ontario, western Quebec, then this would not be happening, and this thing would be barreling through us, and we'd be shoveling a lot of snow tomorrow. But uh, thankfully, I think we need a little bit of a break here, and uh, we're going to get it. But if you're down in Mankato, even as close as uh, Lesueur and St. Peter, there will be significant snowfall here in the next 24 hours. Let's talk about that 3%, though, huh? You're 97%. <laughs> hey, you got to have good hedge funds, right? You're right. I'm going with the 97%. I'll just give it 99%. I still have to work for about 10 more years, so I, I can't I can't go 100% True. yet. All right. Thank you. All right. Let me give you guys the rundown oh, yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Cloudy and windy tonight. Some flurries late and overnight lows around 30 degrees. East winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tomorrow, snow or flurries in the morning until 11 a.m. Otherwise, cloudy and windy. Some sunshine in the afternoon. We'll see a high at 40. Again, we're only forecasting an inch or less of snow here in the Twin Cities, but just outside the metro. Hutchinson, Glencoe, uh, LeSueur, and then down toward Mankato, all uh, getting accumulating snow. As we get into Sunday, cloud and sun mix in 45, and this could be of a problem on Monday. We may have a period between 3 a.m. and 9 a.m. of freezing rain, so the potential is there for the Monday morning commute to not be good. The rest of the day Monday, we're in the mid-40s with rain and thunderstorms. All right, thank you. All right, this is absolutely the last call. Last call? Is it going to be Mark? On the garbage thing. Okay. Last one more call. Mark? Yes. Sorry about that. But anyway, uh, I drive a truck over the road, and that one caller was uh, 100% right. Uh, I see a lot of garbage trucks uh, spewing the garbage. But the other thing is, particularly in the southwest, pardon, in the Midwest where it's open, windy, uh, it's the landfill that uh, a lot of the bags and such go flying out of there. And that's uh, another thing is a book that I read that I would highly recommend. It's called Plosometrics. That's kind of a tough word. In the floating world. This guy, it it reminded me because you were talking about uh, messages in the bottle and container ships and garbage. This guy has spent his entire life uh, studying this. Last thing really quickly is uh, if you would take into consideration as far as uh, water temperatures go, the ocean temperatures go, uh, the ring of fire. You have a uh, whole ring of volcanoes that are active that uh, could very easily be uh, fluctuating the temperatures of the ocean. All right. Thank you. <clears throat> Even as young people are on their way to Washington, D.C. for a march on the Capitol this yes. weekend to, to uh, demand that politicians take care of them, quite literally, that's what they're demanding with uh, stricter gun controls and uh, those not going to Washington are assembling here and they'll march on the state capitol. Uh, while all of this was in its planning stages, 
Uh, you had a kid, a 16-year-old at Como High School with a 9-millimeter handgun in his waistband. Uh, he was arrested. He faces two felony counts of possession of a weapon while under the age of 18. This was Wednesday at Como Park Senior High. Uh, St. Paul Public School officials said they were first informed Monday that the boy was talking about guns while in school. According to the charges, a teacher overheard the boy talking with other students at about 8.25 a.m. Wednesday. He said he was angry with the school and school security. Hmm. The boy had an altercation on school grounds three weeks earlier with someone who was not a student. The boy was allegedly upset that he had been suspended for that incident. The next time I see that kid, I'm going to bust his head off, the boy allegedly said Wednesday. Okay, not very smart. What's that noise? You hear that? Yeah. What is it? Somebody jumped. Maybe they're doing a dance down at the MyTalk studio. St. Paul coppers and charging documents said that the teacher reported the incident and two school resource officers pulled the boy out of class. Okay. These are, this is the way it's supposed to work. Uh, one of the uh, school resource officers patted him down and found the 9mm handgun t- tucked in his left waistband. Uh, the kid allegedly told police he found the weapon in an alley but declined to say where. The gun was loaded with a magazine of hollow point bullets. Yeah. Which are known to have a higher degree of lethality. Usually don't find those in alleys just left un, uh, unattended. Uh, the Ramsey County Attorney's Office wants to certify the uh, boy as an adult in the case. Uh, he's not being named. Uh, one man who said his mother is a staff member at the school said his mother first reported that the student was talking about a gun on Monday, two days before the arrest. He said his mom was not taken seriously when she alerted the administration. So, you know, these kids that are marching, I, I, I certainly can't blame them for not wanting to get shot in a classroom, but, uh, what political action do you want taken uh, to prevent this right in your own backyard? Uh, what we have in this country is a decline in moral and ethical integrity, including this kid who brings a loaded nine millimeter handgun in his waistband to his classes at Como senior high school. And apparently was ready to take out whoever he had the beef with three weeks earlier. So what what do you want to demand of the political class? Uh, and I don't blame kids for not wanting to get shot in school. I would agree. And and uh, not to mention the fact that they should really uh, relook at uh, eighteen. I, I and I have much more to say on this march coming up in the two o'clock hour. But I I find it uh, ironic that uh, there probably will be many kids from Como, for example who might be part of the march on the state capitol, which I believe is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And here you have in your own school a kid who not only brought a gun to school, but apparently was going to be more than willing to use it. And uh, he's got to have the book thrown at him. This kid can't get a pat on the back and said... Yeah, uh, they can't say, well, he's not 18 yet. You know what? This kid's an adult. He's acting like an adult, so he has to pay for his crime. Toya Stewart Downey. Interim Director of Communications for the District said that two staffers did attempt to redirect the student's conversation on Monday. According to the man, his mother overheard three boys talking Monday about why they needed guns and how to obtain them. 
She reported it to the office and was told a security officer would be sent to the class. At some point, the woman staff member pulled the boy who was charged out of the class and told him he couldn't talk about guns in school. She also reported the incident again, this time to a school administrator. The boy who was charged allegedly did not attend class Tuesday. She didn't go to work Wednesday because she was afraid, her son said. She said things are getting out of hand. What political action do you want to... You're 16, 17, 18 years old. Uh, and I'll repeat for all the euphorians listening. I don't blame these kids for uh, demanding uh, that they be safe. Uh, who can blame a kid for not wanting to get shot in school? Well, somebody's going to have to explain to me why they don't understand the problem. The problem is a complete break. Not, it's not breaking down. It's broken. It's done. The lack of moral and ethical integrity in this country is is appalling. From the top down, it's everywhere. It's a, a sheriff in Alabama who steals the prisoner's food to buy a beach house. It's uh, the 16-year-old kid at Como. It's You name it. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. This knucklehead that allegedly uh, did something to his grandparents. Oh, that... Dreadful story John had yeah, the news. All right, right, I'm getting out of the clock here. This is the way I always dreamed it would be. Linda, go ahead quickly, please. Hi, Joe, Flashlight King. I just want to make a comment about I'm 68 years old. I've seen the school system from my children to my grandchildren. There is no respect for teachers. These kids are just walking out. They don't know why they're walking out. What we need to do is stop this bullying in school so we don't have to worry about kids coming in with guns and stuff like that. It's very frustrating. Teachers have lost control in school. Parents don't care anymore. All right. It's so sad to see. Thank you, Linda. I've got to move on, but she's right. I've got an incredible story about lack of respect for authority. But i got to address this march, and I will, in a couple of moments or minutes. You're not going to have enough time today, bro. No. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's uh, 40 right now. Jason Walgreen with Remax here in the Minnesota real estate team, the number one real estate team in Minnesota, host of Minnesota Home Talk on Saturday mornings. Have you checked out minnesotahometalk.com? It has one of the best online home search tools in the state. We have map search tools and you can create custom searches. It's updated from the MLS about every 15 minutes. We also offer free market analysis on your home or investment property and tons of free reports on real estate. Check us out online at minnesotahometalk.com. That's minnesotahometalk.com. 